Next Chapter Podcasts. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Taylor Bailey, and I'm the coordinating producer on the Play On podcast series, Macbeth. I've also been working at Play On Shakespeare from the beginning of the project, so I thought it would be great to interview some of the folks who've been working not only on the podcast, but also on the translations of these plays from start to finish. Today, I interviewed artist Eddie Torres, who directed the podcast series of Macbeth. Hello, everyone. My name is Edward Torres, also known as Eddie Torres. I am originally from the south side of Chicago, but I am currently in the lovely town of Middletown, Connecticut, because I am a professor of practice at Wesleyan University, but I also live in the Bronx, New York. So I know that was a lot, but <laughs> I felt like I had to tell you the whole thing. <laughs> so <Yes>. you know. <laughs> And of course, Eddie directed our amazing um, podcast recordings of Macbeth. Um, And so you're getting to hear his work every Friday as it drops in to your podcast feeds. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, Eddie, I want to start by going all the way back. Okay, cool. When did you first find yourself in this world of performing, of theater, of, you know, how did you get into it? I would have to say that as a youngster on the south side of Chicago, not knowing or having experienced any theater at all, there was a production company that came to my school to perform stories about Latino families in the city of Chicago. That was a theater company by the name of Victory Gardens Theater, and the name of that production Mm. was Latino Chicago. As a result of that theater company, and I ended up, when I got out of college, joining that ensemble called Latino Chicago Theater in Chicago, which was the same company that came to my high school and kind of pulled me out of the dregs of high school, you know, the whole urban environment. Um, My high school was pretty rough. It was a blessing to me to have theater come into my life at that moment because I was able to find something to care about. And something to want to pursue. And so theater and theater arts at that point was a big deal to me. And so that's how I started, if you want to, you know, way back in the day. Absolutely. Uh, in, in, in that time, were you performing or? Never. Or, I've never done yeah. theater. Oh, okay. I didn't know anything about theater. <laughs> I've never gone out of my community to save for, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Chicago was just Chicago. Uh, and, um, but for some reason, that play appealed to me. I think it was was the, you know, theater was very magical. And at that time, they used to, they used to get bit by the bug of theater mm-hmm. or live performance. I certainly was bit. But I think the most important thing for me was being able to see other people like me on stage telling stories about their own experiences as Latinos in Chicago. So for me, that was like a big thing because in the community in South Chicago at that time was going through a lot in terms of the steel mills closing. Uh, It was a diverse community, but it was, you know, mostly 
Mexican, African-American, Polish, and Puerto Rican. You know, we needed to like figure out who we were and why we were different from each other. Uh, and that show really bought that to me in a very interesting way that I had never experienced before, which is stories, storytelling. Mm. That's how we started. Yes, it's so interesting. I didn't realize that, you know, Victory Gardens was such a part of, you know, like the, your Genesis story in terms of, you know, working in this field. Um, but it's funny because Victory Gardens is is actually where I first remember encountering you back when I first got to Chicago in 2011. I was just a producing intern at Victory Gardens, working alongside the producer Will Rogers. Yes, I followed producer Will Rogers around all the time. Will yes. Um, Yes. yes. And he's now Taylor. out at Arizona Theater Company working with Sean Daniels out there in Phoenix. Wow. Yeah. It was so <laughs> exciting to, you know, when you entered the world of play on a few years ago when you directed that first yeah. workshop, it just felt like, oh my gosh, yes, I know, I know Eddie. Um, I remember Eddie from from my early days of VG. So um that's wow. so exciting though to hear. I feel like a lot of people in Chicago have that uh, experience of Tree Gardens, right? Of it being yeah, part yeah. of their sort of beginning, and uh, it certainly yeah. was for me. I it 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 changed my entire perception of of kind of what I wanted to be. Yeah. And so, oh my god, so that's so jumping wild. out from there though. Sure, sure. How, Go ahead. How did you get into directing? Oh my god. Well, let me see. Uh, that was. Um... Not by design on my part. I really just wanted to be an actor. Uh, oh, okay. And in Chicago, yeah, and in Chicago at that time, late 80s, early 90s, there wasn't really a lot of plays directed at the Latino experience, right? So there was theater, and Chicago's a very prominent city of theater, as you probably already know. It's a very, very blue, blue-collar, working-class, kind of in-your-face city that really focuses on the storytelling of, of the mm -hmm. art of it. And so I had been going through that in my university studies. So I went to Roosevelt University, came out of Roosevelt, and was starting to audition for plays. But the plays I was auditioning for, I knew I wasn't really right for. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really because of my talent, but it was just more because I'm a brown person. And most of the stories were being told were more about, you know, Americana stories, more about salt of the earth, mostly white theaters in the city of Chicago, yeah. which those stories are just as universal and valid as any stories. But I wasn't really given and didn't fit in that realm, even mm. though I understood why. So I felt I needed to start my own theater company. And I did. started a theater company by the name of Teatro Vista with Henry Godinez, who yes. was also a co-founder of that. We developed an ensemble and we modeled our ensemble off of many different theaters, one of which is, of course, Victory Gardens and the other one being Steppenwolf in terms of a group of actors and artists trying to tell stories. This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with the creatives behind the scenes. To listen to the full interview, join the Play On supporting cast for just $5 a month, which by the time you hear this might be less than you'll pay for a gallon of gas. You'll get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. You'll also enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On podcast series. 
Subscribe today for $5 a month. Join the cast. Go to ncpodcast.com and sign up today. Thanks for listening. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Next Chapter Podcasts.